Hi, I'm Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that talks about, well, living with an alcoholic or an addict, and the struggles you encounter, and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories and things I've learned along the way, and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. So, first of all, Happy New Year. Not going to do the new year, new me, new you, new whatever bullshit. Because, I mean, to be honest, we live with alcoholics and addicts. How can we focus on any of that? Um, we can barely focus on the next 20 minutes sometimes. Um, especially if it's active addiction and alcoholism. Um, which makes it even worse sometimes because you can barely focus on the minute at hand. Um, But I'm going to talk about a form of self-care today, Um, a form that sometimes we don't think about, that self-care for both us and our loved one, um, the alcoholic or the addict in our life. And we don't think about what they need and what we need and how this little thing can change so much. Um, my fiance and I were talking this morning and my fiance, you guys is still sober, um, 14 months. It's amazing to not be living with active alcoholism. Um, it's such a blessing. Um, and I know not all of you are able to celebrate that, but no, you're not alone. I, I lived with active alcoholism. Um, I lived with active addiction. I grew up with it. I, I know the struggles and the stress and I do know what it's like. Um, I'm just very blessed right now. Um, but I still live with an alcoholic and he still has alcoholic tendencies and he's still a little baby and he still has mood swings and temper tantrums and he still has these moments of guilt and self-worthlessness and embarrassment and all those things that they normally have. And so it doesn't matter whether they're sober or not, it's still a struggle every day. So just know that. But we were talking this morning um, and something came up that I hadn't thought about really. And I don't think he had really thought about either. And we've never really thought about it because I've always needed the control and I've always needed to know what he's doing at every second. And I've always needed to be a part of his life every second. Um especially in recovery. I, I've, I'm working on it, but I need to know every second, every minute what he's doing. Um, I need to be beside him every second, every minute. I, I, I still don't like to go to the store by myself. I, I don't like to go get my nails done by myself. I mean, it, it's stupid stuff, stupid stuff. Cause I'm, I'm worried I'm worried if I leave him alone, he's going to, he's going to go out there and he's going to go get drunk or he's going to go score drugs. And <laughs> it's so stupid. It is so stupid. 
And how many of you do that though? I mean, how many of us do that still? You know you do it. You may not even think about it when you do it, but you do do it. And it's okay to do that. I mean, it's just part of who we are and it's part of the recovery process and it's part of that not trusting them. Even though we love them, we don't trust them. Um, and so we talked about it this morning and it's such an important part of our lives to both of us that we really should have had the conversation a long time ago or at least when we felt comfortable but maybe we just now feel felt comfortable enough to have the conversation and I don't know I didn't think about it and he didn't think about it and it just maybe wasn't the right time and that's okay um but alone time alone time is a form of self-care and I promise at some point I will do a whole episode on self-care and why it's important um but alone time for the alcoholic or the addict in your life and alone time for yourself. We don't think about needing alone time. Um, we're so used to caregiving and taking care of everybody and constantly being on the go as the one living with the alcoholic um, that we don't think about alone time for ourselves. And we don't think about alone time for them. We think we need to constantly be catering to them and taking care of them and watching their every move and counting the bottles and, and, and paying attention and knowing everything that's going on that we don't think they maybe need to be alone for a little bit. We don't think that maybe they want time to themselves to just be by themselves. And maybe we're so afraid something's going to happen, that they're going to hurt themselves, or um, they're going to overdose, or they're going to do something stupid. Um, and that's a real fear. Those are honest-to-goodness fears. And... That's okay to have that fear, but it's also okay to say, if you want to be alone, I understand. It's okay to say to your loved one, if you need alone time, I understand. And to let them have that alone time. Let them be who they are and be within their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own process and maybe their alone time looks like them sitting in the garage getting drunk off their ass and coming in and driving you crazy and maybe you just have to be okay with that I mean we've talked about exit strategies you guys but we haven't talked about what it's like for them you know my fiance when he relapses um he either wants to be the center of attention or he wants to be completely alone. And a couple of times he has run off and lived on the streets and got drunk on the streets and wanted to be alone. A, because he was embarrassed and B, because he 
didn't want responsibility. Um, now, I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm not saying everybody is going to go run off and be on the streets by themselves. But the truth is they may want to be alone. They may be embarrassed that they're drinking so excessively or using so excessively. They may be embarrassed by that and may want to be alone because of that. And that's okay. You know, we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with them wanting to be alone. But we need to be alone too. We need to be okay with being alone by ourselves and having alone time away from the caretaking and the chaos and the need to be a part of their life. We need five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it is you need to be alone, to regroup yourself, to think about what is going on, or just to take care of yourself. Part of the 12 steps in both, in all programs is prayer meditation. Um, and that requires a long time. My fiance takes his alone time in the morning before I get up and he takes his alone time when I go to bed. Um, that's his alone time and his downtime. <clears throat> I don't take my alone time. And last night it caught up to me. Last night we were sitting in the living room and he was watching a TV show and I was trying to just play a game on my phone and pay attention to what was going on. and. Literally, the sound of his breath was driving me crazy. It was driving me bananas. And I didn't think about it. I didn't think that maybe I just needed to be alone. And I should have just gone in the bedroom and sat down by myself and laid in the bed and did what I was going to do and watch some videos on YouTube and just be alone. Because I'm so used to just being around him all the time. Being alone is self-care. Being alone is such an important part of self-care because we need to be able to process what is going on. We need to be able to regroup. We need to be able to do something we enjoy. We need those minutes, those hours, whatever it is we need to take, we need to be alone. We need to regroup. We need to think about it. We need to be away from everybody. And we need to come back to ourselves. Alone time is so important. It's important for everybody and everybody's recovery and everybody's addiction. It sounds stupid. The only time you shouldn't leave your alcoholic or your addict alone is if you're afraid. And not even then. But if they're actively using and they're on opioids, make sure you check on them. If they want to be alone and use, let them be alone and use. Make sure you check on them because overdoses do happen. There's in most communities availability of Narcan that you can keep with you to help with an overdose. So if opioids or heroin is your loved one's drug of choice, keep that on hand 
but know it's okay to leave them alone. Just check on them. If your loved one is an alcoholic, um, know the recovery position. If they choose to detox, do not leave them alone. Try to get them somewhere to medically detox if they refuse to go. Do not leave them alone to detox at home because seizures and heart rates and all kinds of medical conditions can happen. And something both people should know and both sets of everybody should know is what's called the recovery position. And it's available on videos on YouTube and I'm not sure where else. I, I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, but know the recovery position. Know the signs of a seizure or overdose. Don't be afraid to call 911. But don't be afraid to be alone with your own thoughts. Be aware of medical conditions. Be aware of times when you shouldn't let your loved one alone. But if they're just sitting out in the garage drinking or if they've gotten high and you know they're okay and you want to be alone and away from them, that's okay. That's okay to want to be away from the addiction and the alcoholism and the chaos. It's totally okay. That's totally 100% okay. It really is. It is self-care for you. It is time for you to get yourself together, to regroup, to bring yourself back to the middle and say, I can handle this. You need that time. Everybody needs that time. Um, please, please take some time for yourself. Even if it's a 10 minute shower, and you just sit there and you cry, it's okay. Even if you lock yourself in the bathroom or in the bedroom or in the study or in the closet, whatever you need to do. And if you cry or you need to scream or you need to just beat on a pillow or throw things around, it's okay. Don't throw things at other people. I've thought about that be alone be alone with your feelings be alone with your emotions it's okay to be alone with them it's healthy it's needed it's necessary your loved one needs that time too sometimes when they're alone they realize they're being stupid sometimes when they're alone that's when they come to the decision they need to sober up not always but sometimes um, this is a fairly short episode most of our episodes are fairly short no you're not alone no I have struggled with all of this before no it's okay to be alone but no you're not alone struggling with this there are hundreds and thousands of us out here. You're not alone. Um, I started, um, I now have an email account. 
So if you're not comfortable or you don't do social media, you can reach out to me on my email account. It's livingwithanalcoholicpodcast at gmail.com. Livingwithanalcoholicpodcast at gmail.com. I am on Instagram. I am on TikTok. You can find me there. Reach out. Tell me what you want to hear out of these episodes. Tell me what's going on in your life. The more you guys interact with me, the better these episodes can keep getting. The more realistic these episodes keep getting. Keep coming back. Know you're not alone. Remember, living with an alcoholic podcast at gmail.com, living with an alcoholic on Instagram and on TikTok. Keep coming back, you guys.